What's happening, Hardscapers? This is episode 148 of the How to Hardscape podcast, where we talk about how you can start and grow your hardscaping business. And today we're joined by Adrian and David of Romex, a company specializing in permeable solutions, including jointing compounds and bedding products for your installations. These products really have me excited for permeable solutions. So I was really excited to talk to Adrian and David here of Romex and to learn more about these products as well. And don't forget, if you need a team of accountants or bookkeeping services or even CFO services, we got Cycle CPA offering $200 off when you mention the How to Hardscape podcast. Go check them out at CycleCPA.com. We'll talk more about them later in this episode. So without further ado, let's get into this. Today, I'm joined by Adrian and David of Romex. Adrian is the project manager and David, the Eastern sales representative at Romex, a company specializing in permeable jointing and bedding products, much of which we're going to get into today and, and products that I'm really personally excited about, uh, especially as we move more to permeable open graded solutions uh, in my business specifically. But uh, I know a lot of our listeners are also interested in this. So guys, thanks so much for joining me here. Thanks, Michael. Thanks, Michael. Thanks for having us. Let's get started to get to know a little bit more about the two of you. Uh, whoever wants to kick us off, let us know basically how you got started in the industry. What brought you to Romex? Absolutely. I'll let Adrian go first. <laughs> sounds good. Sounds good. Well, uh, I was actually a self-employed contractor for 20 years doing hardscaping, uh, both in the residential and the uh, commercial space. Preferred the residential space because I like that relationship you get to build with a homeowner. Um, but generally have been dealing with controlling water my whole life, whether fighting it or trying to make it go where I want it to. Uh, also worked a little bit as an assistant superintendent at a couple of different golf courses, um, which is actually how I started, I guess. That was before I owned my own business. And uh, so there also you're you're basically dealing with controlling water wherever, wherever you work in these sort of industries. So um, super stoked to have solutions to be able to deal with these waters and send uh, send it back to the aquifers and the ground where it belongs. Absolutely. On to you, David. Awesome. It's a hard, uh, hard person to follow after, but uh, nonetheless, after I graduated university, I went right into commercial sales as a sales professional. Uh, so started from everything from uh, what would be commercial integrated security sales into facility management sales. Uh, then I was very fortunate to work under a company called BioRoof. Uh, they taught me a lot about the landscaping industry. Uh, from there, I was actually headhunted to come over to Romex. And that was just at the end of 2019. So it started off in 2020 and just really been learning a lot. Fortunately, I have uh, Adrian down here who's my uh, partner here out in the East and just learned a ton. And I, I really love this industry and just been very fortunate to uh, come onto a company like this at a time when really permeable and uh, everything environmental is huge within the landscaping industry. And definitely an interesting time to uh, start a new position, especially yeah. uh, kicking off with <laughs> yeah. what we've gone through the past two years. <laughs> yeah. Uh, when you're talking about Eastern, uh, which, which territory do you guys basically cover? Yeah. So to give you an idea, we started out West uh, here, what we'll call like the Canadian side of Romex as a whole. Um, we've now actually become the master distributors for all of North America, which is pretty exciting news for us this year. Um, so let's think like back six years, it started off simply just on a skid out West. Um, and now as of 2020, that's when they hired Adrian and I to come on full time to expand the East, which is really solely focusing on Ontario at the moment. We are looking into projects and contractors and all that stuff kind of into Quebec and the Maritimes. Uh, but right now, yeah, it's been solely into the Ontario, but we as the East cover that whole range that I just kind of told, talked about. Gotcha. Gotcha. Okay. So let's talk about Romex now. What, what, what? developed how did how did Romex develop how did it start and uh what got it to where it is today with 
multiple product lines all surrounding this permeable solutions. Excellent. Well, I'll jump in first and if Adrian can add stuff after mine, I'll kind of give you the elevator pitch, so to speak. Yeah. Um, but the idea is it's a 40 year old company based out of Cologne, Germany. A chemical engineer essentially created this like poxy resin formula, which started out as the floor coatings division side. Uh, so we have partnerships with like Lufthansa, Mercedes, Ford, uh, plenty of pharmaceutical plants, food processing plants. So really exciting start. Um, and 10 years into that, they actually found out it can bind filler sands and aggregates to allow it to be completely permeable as well. So that's kind of where the permeable hardscaping division started. So that was over 30 years ago. So now we're in 27 different countries throughout Europe, some parts of Asia, of course, North America, we have a big presence now as we start to grow more and more. Um, but in terms of the Canada, we started over six years ago uh, and we just keep growing from there, from everything from what would be major commercial projects all the way down to a simple walkway in your backyard. Uh, and the beauty of all that is, is we have over 20 different products in our catalog. Uh, which can definitely seem overwhelming when we talk to new contractors or we do our demo sessions or lunch and learns, whatever it might be. But really what happens is it falls within three families, as we call it. So it would be the permeable jointing, uh, which we talk about a lot. And it's kind of what we'll call our bread and butter. Uh, but we also have like our permeable bedding, which I'm holding here, which is our TRAS compound. Shout out RSG system as well. Uh, and then down into our uh, permeable gravel and grit binding. Um, so we kind of heard it best from someone. We're really just a solutions-based company for hardscaping. Um, from where the industry has kind of gotten to today, uh, what we think is one of those 20 different products will be a solution uh, for any type of hardscaping project you're looking at. Agent, do you have anything else you want to add to that? Well, yeah, I mean, uh, like as David said, it's a solution-based a solution based company for sure. And basically what we've got with permeable hardscapes out there now, um, we're really limited to the maintenance practice that we can take, you know, take out onto those surfaces and what I feel Romex provides and what it really is as something that can provide something that we can maintain with an eco-friendly type of way and, uh, and not be blowing that jointing solution right out of the ground. So really it's, it's solving the bridge between the permeable bedding and, and how we're getting the water there. And David, you brought up something that actually, when I first learned about Romex and I went on the website and started to explore, it's a little bit overwhelming at first with how many solutions and, and different product lines that you do, guys do offer. And I know now uh, it is split up between, uh, I believe, homeowner uh, installer, sorry, DIY installer, jointing uh, compounds, and then you got the contractor co jointing compounds, and then things like the trash bed and everything off there. Uh, I, I like the way it's organized now. It does bring like a question up, like why, why organize it that way? Is it like um, um, less difficult solution for DIYers that want a jointed compound solution and then a little bit more complex of an install when you get into that contractor uh, side of things, jointing compounds. Can you explain, I guess, starting with product lines and it, why it might be split up like that on the website? Yeah, so it's a great question. And like you said, it's something we come and always face with like kind of wherever we're starting, whether it's the homeowner, our dealers, our contractors, it's lunch and learns with the LAs or engineers. Um, a lot of exciting things and we're always developing and getting better. So the website's definitely gone through a lot. Uh, one of the great parts about COVID is it gave us a lot of time to work on the back end. Um, and the reason why we have so much to kind of answer that part is we don't want to just take one or two products and just broad stroke it. It's like way we look at it in every project um, is very uh, unique in the sense of like, what's the joint width, joint depth, structural load capacity, structural depth. Those are all the things that kind of play into it. So we try to get away from where the industry currently is and broad stroking the product. We're really, we're getting deep and down into that. 
Now, of course, it doesn't always have to be that complicated. It's kind of why us as the manufacturers, a lot of what we do is support and consulting, which is all free, of course. So whether it's Adrian and I or anyone out west or down south that we have on our team, uh, we're always there to help out. So it's the idea of a simple email sending me the information like I just laid out there earlier. Uh, and then we kind of walk you through the right products. Uh, we find the contractors start using it, getting it, been trained on it by Adrian, which I'll let him kind of speak about that in a bit. Uh, but the idea is you get into that rhythm of, okay, like I'm thinking vehicular, now I have this product because of this joint width and this type of paver type, bam, like I'm moving on. Um, so that's kind of why we have 20 different products is because we just don't want to give something. And then also it's like, well, it, it took me five hours to get into the joint. Well, Really, it's because of that sand type resin. Everything you're using shouldn't have been for that joint. It should have been this other product. So it's kind of where we've seen some of the failures uh, with a lot of the hardscaping and really letting the industry speak to us. And that's why we're trying to be forward thinking with it. Now, of course, we've done some exciting stuff. I actually had a meeting last uh, year near the end in the winter um, with Janet Rosenberg uh, with one of the principals and high intellect, like knows all the products, knows all the technology. He just simply said to me, bull face, he's like, is there something that could just make this easy? And so we're actually doing something really exciting where we've created a flow chart that's not only great for the high intellects, but like that homeowner or that dealer at the desk where he just needs something quick. So it's creating a flow chart idea that will be on the website live, I believe in the next couple months, which will help you kind of walk away from that overwhelming feeling of like, wow, there's eight different joining products and there's this bedding stuff and there's all this. It's We're really trying to simplify it all the time, but just kind of, it's good to give people the understanding of why there's so much. Yeah, I, I try to relate that to myself in my own business, uh, just hearing you talk about that. And it's like, as a contractor, it's easy to just have like a go-to product that it's easy to sell like every client on uh, instead of throwing so many different options at them and confusing them. Uh, but having all those different options allows you to really get choose the right product for the application. And uh, I can definitely see that's... Uh, something that you guys have to kind of get over as a hurdle, uh, being that you guys are offering so many different products for so many different solutions. It's not as easy as, uh, you know, one product for all permeable solutions there. So let's get into uh, just talking about permeable solutions in general. Why do you guys feel like, uh, you know, contractors should lean maybe more and more to permeable solutions. What are the benefits of permeable solutions and what Romex is trying to uh, solve here? I'll kind of do the higher level with him. And if Adrian, if you want to jump off what I'm going to say, but what we've seen and Adrian with his 25 years of experience will speak to it greatly, but it's that transfer to open aggregate basis. So people thinking of allowing the water to work through the system, not against it. So we feel it's key that we're kind of matching this evolution in the industry with creating a permeable joint product that will allow the water to go through it and then into these open aggregate bases to completely take advantage of these system buildups. But also it's playing into the durability benefits too. Like we've seen issues with these open aggregate joints or say the current standard of the polymeric sands in the market. We're finding it's great to play into this permeability evolution, but as well give them something durable and easy for maintenance for that overall life cycle cost. No, ab absolutely. Like over, uh, over the development of uh, of our of our land, essentially, um, we've we've overwhelmed the infrastructure that was put in place to deal with stormwater long ago. Uh, like that happened ages ago, and we're still trying to find ways to do it. Uh, I mean, essentially, even I think even ethically, we're we're bound to try and start returning water to these aquifers while filtering it through the ground instead of trying to filter it through our water collection systems that we take out of the lakes, where we end up putting everything that overwhelms the the stormwater system. It seems a little bit 
like banging your head against a wall to me and uh, and not, you know, not good for the earth. Uh, and so essentially when we return the, the water through these joints in a controlled rate uh, down into that open aggregate base, down into below where it's really never going to be affected by frost heave, which is something we all deal with here. Um, you know, it's just, it's just the right way to go about it, in my opinion. Yeah. And I, I'm sure everywhere in North America is going to experience more and more codes and bylaws around this, uh, just become more and more strict as we develop more and more land to kind of keep up with all this housing demand. Uh, so obviously, like, this is a, this is a big problem, and it's only going to get bigger. And uh, Rom- Romex obviously has those jointing compounds to solve this and the bedding uh, compound as well. So uh, absolutely. Yeah. Uh, uh, let's get into, I guess, starting with the bedding material up, uh, the truss bed. What is the truss bed? Like, wh- what is, uh, can you explain it to our listeners, even though it's an audio only podcast and unfortunately we don't <laughs> have the visuals, but uh, obviously Romex has lots of great visuals with their with their videos and uh, their social presence. So definitely check out Romex where you can. And we'll talk about that at the end of the interview as well. But uh, lots of great installation videos. But just like uh, really quick, what is Trustbed? What is the uh, idea behind it? What is the installation practice behind it? Just to start off here. I'll let Adrian go first. I'm jumping in all the time. So. No, absolutely. <laughs> Thanks. Thanks, David. So, well, essentially, we, uh, we, re- we replaced concrete with a, with a permeable bedding solution that is just uh, exponentially stronger than concrete. Uh, so we can replace essentially 12 inches of concrete with rebar and everything with about three inches of, uh, of trash bed. Um, I guess what's, uh, what separates it from the other things too is it's, it's applied as a damp, uh, earth damp mix. So you, you mix it on site four to one with what we call here in this part of Ontario HPB, but could be known as quarter inch clear chip, uh, four to eight millimeter clear chip, anything along those lines just to try and describe what you're mixing with it. You mix it on site four to one with our 55 pound bag of trash powder um, and essentially screed it out the same way you would screed out an open aggregate uh, screed layer. And you actually back butter your stones and apply them all at the same time. So you're doing a masonry install um, all in one move, which is so it's time saving to start, but at the same time, you're achieving such unbelievable strength and such a minimal amount of buildup space that you're uh, you're reducing how much material you're removing, how much you're putting back in. The impact of 12 inches of concrete on the environment is absolutely astounding, um, which you're also eliminating a great deal. Our, our actual trash powders and everything are produced with 40% less carbon than traditional cement as well. So we're always trying to be more and more environmentally conscious, even when we're producing maybe not the most environmentally friendly things. Um, but really, it's it's a permeable system that allows water to go right through it. It can it seconds as a drain mat. There's just so many added benefits to using this system, uh, let alone the ten year warranty that comes along with it from our our, our parent company. So is that uh, so? Three inches is basically that that's your setting bed, and then is this installed on top of an open graded system uh, with I guess here in Ontario six inches. Uh, minimum for that as well? Um, you know, great point. Now, three inches, understand, is uh, is like a 42-ton rating. So for a pedestrian application, you would only need an inch and a half. And yes, it would go on the same typical open aggregate buildup that you would use for, for a, that kind of application. It can also be used on top of a slab. It can also go on top of rooftops. Um, there's slightly different layers that you add in there when you have to do that, but you never have to add a drain mat because it is one. 
Um, so it can be put right on top of your membrane. And as long as there's slope going to the, uh, you know, the bi-level drains where it would have to go, uh, that's all you have to do. Let's talk about applications for this further here. Uh, so open graded base, like, yes, uh, of course. What about dense graded base? What if we use something like a granular A or a gravel three quarter minus, uh, it, can that still be used with like concrete? Or no, this would replace the concrete sand if it is possible. Can we still use that with an, uh, with a dense graded base? I, I would uh, I would say you could use it with a dense graded base as well. You know, most of our, our products have been fully tested when they've been saturated and put into cryo chamber, back out, back in, back out and they still haven't failed, um, you would just get way slower percolation into the, the base below. And you do have the possibility of that becoming saturated and freezing. Um, now, what would happen is you, you, you wouldn't, the trash bed would not fail, but it would maybe move as a whole monolith. Gotcha, gotcha. And then uh, with this, so we've got the pedestrian application and it's not a different product for a vehicular application. You're just doing it a oh, little bit deeper there. Absolutely. Uh, also exciting just to mention is it, is it does work uh, totally alongside radiant heat and it's uh, it's way more efficient with radiant heat than the traditional system out there. Uh, no matter what, when you pour your slab and then you put your stones on top, you're usually using a setting bed of some sort to put it on there with the traditional set right now. And that sand actually is an insulator and doesn't allow as much heat through as it should. It's also traveling through an unbelievable amount of concrete currently to get there where ours are already bringing the wires uh, or belly call loops closer. And you just simply add as much trash as the uh, diameter of whatever glycol loop or, or uh, electric heat you're putting in there. What about a uh, concrete overlay situation? Would this uh, still work on top of like directly on top of concrete? And um, what if say the concrete has shifted a little bit, but to a professional, it's still not enough to replace that concrete. It's still within a range. Can we still use it basically to bridge whatever inconsistencies are in that concrete? Uh, what are your thoughts on that with Trustman? Um, Well, it would really depend where that slab is. And if that crack has caused the slab to slope back in the direction that it shouldn't go. Um, so if that's not the case and everything is still sloping the way that it should and water can escape, absolutely you can put trash right on top of a slab. And what's kind of uh, exciting about that too is that trash, this uh, naturally occurring mineral that's in the trash powder, um, is actually an efflorescence inhibitor. So if you do put it on an existing slab, you will have no efflorescence coming up through your jointing materials at all. It actually just completely inhibits it from going anywhere. So I'm just thinking at the end of that concrete overlay, say it's just a patio sloping away from a house and it gets to a soft area. Uh, can we still use that truss coming up all the way to that edge as opposed to adhering uh, like a cap or a paver where we would, we would normally, can we do like uh, that truss bed all the way to the edge and then do say like a concrete edge restraint at the end of that to retain that truss edge or what would be the application there? Well, the, the cool thing about trash bed is that it holds its own structure. So you would simply, wherever you have your last paver, the last unit paver, you, whatever paving surface, it doesn't just have to be a unit paver. It can be natural stone, whatever um, is on there. You just simply cut the end off with your trowel and it holds it straight up. So softscaping can actually come right up against your, it doesn't need any sort of haunching whatsoever. Yeah, that's, uh, th this product definitely really interests me. The, um, I guess I'll ask you this instead of uh, asking a direct question. F what's some feedback that you have had from contractors 
uh, about not necessarily uh, after they've used it, but before they use it. What are some what what are some reasons you hear why contractors are hesitant hesitant to maybe use it? And then what do you tell those contractors in, in the case of that? Contractors' first uh, kind of reaction to it is... We miss a few seconds of what Adrian's about to say here, but we're talking about efficiency. But while we've got a pause in the interview, let's talk about Cycle CPA. In order to make a profit this year, it is crucial to have an accurate accounting system in your business. Increased materials, fuel, and other costs will make it important to monitor your financial reports regularly. Without having this data each month, You won't know necessary changes in pricing or processes that may need to be made. At CycleCPA, they not only handle the bookkeeping, but also provide landscape and hardscape industry benchmarking, job costing, financials by service line, advisory meetings, and much more. CycleCPA's team of accountants can do anything from bookkeeping to CFO services, and they are specialized within the hardscape and landscape industry. Visit CycleCPA.com and for $200 off, mention the How to Hardscape podcast. Now back to our episode. At the same time, you're not pouring a big, massive thing of concrete waiting for it to dry and then going, you're actually applying it at the same time. So you're getting your head wrapped around the fact that, you know, if you're doing a thousand square foot driveway or whatever, you're not going to pour a thousand square feet of concrete that day you're going to do whatever you can screed out and lay very similar to a paver install. But at the end of the day, you simply cut it off. And the next day you can uh, lay right up to it without any cool bridging. It all attaches to itself. It's uh, a beautiful system that way. So it's uh, it's wrapping the head around just a different method. And when you realize that it's actually time saving by being able to do this, it's not always easy to explain that to uh, to somebody that hasn't done it before. Yeah, I, I try to wrap my head around uh, time saving. I feel like this would be uh, a little bit longer to do, but in terms of, especially because you're you're back buttering and uh, and laying pavers, especially for a contractor that's not used to doing that sort of masonry build, it's probably it's probably got a little bit of a learning curve to it if they haven't done something like that before. But uh, over time, I'm sure as uh, contractors get more experience with it, they'll find their own techniques and, and applications to speed up that process and probably get pretty close to where you would be with a normal screed layer. Yeah, absolutely. And I mean, the point being, too, is that when you have the RSG system, which is what we're talking about here, which is, uh, you know, you have the truss bed, the thin set that attaches the paper to the system, and then the permeable jointing is an RSG system, um, it requires um, our consulting in order to get the 10-year warranty. Um, so what we really need to get out there today, too, is that the, the support that you get from Romex is is second to none. Um, I am on site on an RSG install, for example. I will be there to ensure that the uh, trash bed is installed properly. And before that happens, I'm making sure that the open graded base or whatever it's going on is appropriate. Um, making sure that the uh, material they're using to mix with the trash powder is appropriate. The mixing goes on. I take them through at least installing a couple of units of the trash powder with the elutriant and everything, go over some pro tips of ways to overcome the new way that they have to think, um, like how to build some bridges if they need to, to be able to install larger areas. I mean, vacuum lifts are a huge thing. The ability to use a vacuum lift just gives you such more of an ability to put stuff down without having to stand on anything, right? Yeah. And, you know, worst comes to worst, there's always little tricks like three quarter inch pieces of plywood to get that last stone in if you do end up having to stand on the surface you've already laid, you know, and that's the sort of thing that I'm going to teach the contractor when I'm there. 
And, gotcha. and even before Adrian's even on site, like well before, they'll most likely always be in contact with myself. So consulting on the front end as well. So it's going through the details of your buildups, the drawings, the structural load capacity requirements, so that we can find the correct depths that are going to be in that trash layer itself. So you may think, oh, I need to always go to three inches, but sometimes you don't need to. It may be two to two and a half to go that light to medium vehicular range, but also playing around with what is then the sub base below, right? Understanding those depth requirements and just kind of really encapsulating everything that you need to know before that estimate gets to your client. But the really unique part too, is you have myself as a resource, Adrian, of course, like what he's told you already, but it's the idea that we're there to help present to the end users too. So whether it is going to be that homeowner that wants to learn more about this new product they're putting down or whether it is that landscape architect going to a project on a major project level, there's a lot of work that goes in from start right to finish and well beyond even Adrian's stage, like the callback effect, having that ability that we go out to site and say, hey, like, we'll look at the issues, address it, look at it. We're not going out finger pointing right away. We really want to assess everything and then properly come up with the solution to make sure everyone's happy in the end, right? Because really, as we always say, your success is our success in every project, right? Yeah. And uh, so with this, you can't actually stand on the pavers that you've laid. So you're essentially doing your, your initial screed layer, however far that is that you're going to work uh, in a small area. And you should be uh, you should be actually standing on your prepared base, not trash bed, and laying from there. It, yeah, it's more like a tile setting method where they're laying out in front of you. And I mean, one the other thing I'm going to do when I'm there too is like, you know, try and hone on how to hone out a system for however many guys are on site. Every site's different. Every contractor's different. Every job site's a different size. I mean, we've done massive installs of this of 220,000 square feet with, uh, you know, companies like UCC where, you know, they do this with their eyes closed because they can, you know, screed with just a bar where they don't need to spend. But, you know, when there's guys that need some help, there's all sorts of pro tips that I'll add in when I'm there. And what's other, another kind of cool thing about the trash bed too is a solution is if you're say you're working with a a non a non driveway rated paver in a walkway yet you need it to come across the apron of your your driveway the trash bed can actually make non vehicular pavers vehicular rated they can actually make almost any surface like that when we're talking about massive sheets of porcelain and they kind of warp themselves we wouldn't we want want to uh, recommend that but basically any sort of surface it can make uh, a drivable surface with the appropriate amount of trash bed underneath. Gotcha. So with this trash bed uh, and like with a traditional install, we would lay and then sweep in, say, uh, another jointing compound and we would compact. But uh, with this trash bed, you're, you're not compacting. You would uh, then opt for a jointing compound like yours that would be installed squeegee style, uh, no compaction, correct? Yeah, well, you, you would still do your your paver consolidation if you're on an open grade, like if, you, if you're on a like a not a not a hard base, like an unbound scenario, you'd still do your your uh, the compaction of the pavers without sand. But then, yes, you would do not compact after the installation of the joint material, unless you're using our our polymeric sand replacement, uh, which is only meant for three millimeter and less joints, like basically butt joint paving. So we do have a solution for that, but the resin epoxies don't fit into anything uh, less than three mils. How about some case studies about this? Where has this been used uh, that you, you've seen? Uh, positive benefits from where uh, do you have any case studies or applications where you find that this is the best uh, case scenario for a trash bed setting we have a good range of case studies so we do have like everything from like major projects all the way down to residential projects um like two really interesting ones that we can kind of quickly go over 
it's more West Coast bias. Of course, we do have them here in Ontario as well to speak about, like Park Hyatt uh, is a huge one in the Yorkville area uh, where they use over three inches of the buildup for a beautiful granite paver. So if you're ever kind of north of the Royal Ontario Museum, you can see it there on the left. Of course, you won't see the truss itself, but you'll see our Romex jointing, uh, which is tremendous as well. Uh, but a really exciting one that really speaks to the benefits of it is Canada Place and really where the major projects took off here in Canada. Um, so how it kind of worked is they no one really knew about Romex at the time. So biggest issue with that is Canada Place is right in Port of Vancouver. It's on top of mixed space, so it would be right on top of their roof slab. And it's a heavy pedestrian area, but also has cruise ships crashing into it all the time. So it needed that bit of flexibility, bit of movement, but the ability to handle a high structural load capacity rating. But also it was a structural depth requirement too. They had just like I think around five inches of buildup right on top of what would have been the slab and the membrane. So what happened is, is like anything, we consult in the front end. So we talked to them about it, did the presentations. Then we took them, and it was a really interesting stories. We took them to our North Vancouver head office, cut 100 square feet right out of the actual parking lot and did a full mock-up of everything proposed in that buildup, all the pavers they were looking at. And we have a great picture that you could probably see I would think online somewhere, uh, we can definitely send it to you guys, but the idea is you can see all the engineers, design people just standing around Tom, our VP of operations and part owner, uh, also the gentleman who brought it over to Canada. And he's just walking them through step-by-step, step, going through all the questions, kind of like fun stuff like today where we're talking through it. Uh, and fortunately we were awarded that project. Uh, it's actually where they did our pull test rating too. Um, so when you do wet lay our papers together with our adhesion and nutrient, I always just say a fancy uh, German word for thin set, <laughs> Uh, they gave it a 2.4 MPA pull test rating, which doesn't sound like a lot, but like traditional set is 0.5 MPA. So that's a huge pull test rating when you lay them wet to wet. Uh, exciting part is, is you only need a zero degrees surface temperature and up to install it, cures within a day. So they were able to do the jointing the same day in that mock-up, which is usually not recommended, but you can come back in that next day and do the jointing and move on. So that's where really, as we'll say, that's where the apples to apples starts coming together when time and material weighed out, right? That's kind of that big project timeline consideration that a lot of people overlook when they see the sticker, right? So they went on from there. And what we did is we actually trained uh, UCC to actually do their offsite training mock-up where a, a gentleman like Adrian at West uh, walked them through everything, all the things they should be concerned about. Okay, maybe you're a little slap happy on that thin set. Don't get it into the joints. It's an impermeable product. You don't want that. And you get all those things hammered out before you get live on site. And that's what we do with every project. Even if it's a small driveway or walkway, we're still offering that same level of consulting from that major project level down. And then the cool part is we do warranty reference areas uh, right on site. So when you get out on site, you have a guy like Adrian being there for multiple hours, helping out, fielding all the questions, having laughs, like going through any tips. Uh, and then he keeps coming back. And that's what we kept doing with this Canada Place project. And just over six years now after completion, they haven't had to replace a teaspoon of grout on top of that surface. So not only did it solve major structural load capacity, structural depth issues, but as well from a maintenance perspective, it's it's a peace of mind for them. They can put budget dollars somewhere else. They don't have to worry about this surface now. It looks great. It's an aesthetically great piece of landmark right in the Port of Vancouver. So if you're ever near the Olympic flame, please make a point of walking on it. It's a, a great thing to walk through. We had the opportunity in September to actually do it, which was pretty cool. Um, but if you go a little bit north uh, past that, uh, we have Simon Fraser University. So that's where that 220,000 square feet, largest install in the whole world currently with the trash bed slash RSD system buildup. How that actually started was they went for a performance testing. Uh, they put a MapPy impermeable system up against our Romex, uh, sorry, our permeable system up against the impermeable system. 
they did a full test rating. So they use like actually a water clad testing that's usually used for vertical. So they put it right over top horizontally. They poured over 1300 millimeters of rain on top of our system and there was no pooling on top of it. And all they simply did is they just cut insulation out on either end of basically below the buildup and it just flowed the water out. So like comparatively Hurricane Harvey like had over 1300 millimeters of rain and that like gives you kind of an equivalent of that rainwater testing. So it takes like what would be a hundred years type storm to really try and quote unquote, try to overload our systems. So fortunately we were awarded this project. Uh, it used to be formerly known as the Puddle University. Now you can walk through it and you don't have any of these issues. So no slips, falls, liabilities. Uh, we kind of already covered the, the beauty of all the maintenance and durability, but those are some amazing case studies, but like Adrian, I'll let him kind of speak more to it. We have a great one uh, at the Aga Khan Foundation in Ottawa. Uh, there's one in Toronto as well, which hopefully uh, we'll be looking at as well. Uh, but there they had kind of more of the frost heaving issues, but I'll let Adrian kind of speak to that one a little bit more. He was actually more hands-on with it. Yeah. Yeah. So uh, I was out at the Agacon there on, on Sussex Drive up in Ottawa where, you know, more freeze-thaw cycles than I believe any other uh, town in, uh, in Canada anyway. So great place for us to, uh, you know, display the benefits of, of the ability to, to handle you know, water and frost in, in such a, a drastic freeze-thaw cycle up there. So super excited to go up and visit that actually in the spring and see how it came through. But yeah, like uh, David said, I was there to help with the trash bed install. Uh, so I live in I live in Barrie um, and I, I drove up there all the way up, you know, just to be there to, for the trash bed install. Went back up when it was time to do some jointing uh, and, and also did the reference area beforehand. So um, we are there to make sure it goes in right. That is uh, the main point right there too. The, the support is unreal. Um, and uh, yeah, the Agacon's great. And also I'd like to, uh, you know, mention Pear Tree up in Ottawa as well. Stefan Poirier up there. He's uh, He has uh, been kind of like a little bit of a champion for our products up there to start. He uses all sorts of different products. He's really known for, you know, taking the whole scope into effect of all of the different products that are out there. And uh, he's used the RSG for a couple of aprons up there as well uh, around residential driveways. So I'm really excited to come up and see him again and uh, and see how those weathered uh, through this uh, winter, which was actually quite drastic. I mean, we, we saw a lot of a lot of sub 20 for a long time. It was, we didn't get as much drastic up and down, but a lot of cold for a long time. So, you know, I'm, in, I'm just excited to go see those as, uh, as case studies. When it comes to these consultations, if, if we're a contractor that wants to use this and they want that 10-year warranty to get that consultation, uh, how do we go about that? How do we go about getting the product, at least uh, for now here on Ontario? And uh, what what is the timeline like in terms of getting you on site, taking a look at the installation and, and lining that up nicely? Yeah, so it starts with me first off, in the sense of just from the sales perspective end of it. So you'll contact me about a project, um, whether it's jointing, gravel binding, and the RSG, it's simply send me your total takeoff. So like total square footage, paper dimension, so length, width, depth, joint width, and then the structural load capacity that you're looking at. If you have drawings, great. If not, always recommend then a site survey, like if it's like a lift and relay type situation. So I'll help kind of walk you through that. We'll talk you through the idea of, okay, what's if it's on top of the subgrade, what's going to go above that? And we'll talk you through every layer, all the considerations of the trash bed depth. Um, then, of course, the jointing requirements. So, of course, if we're going, say, more for stormwater performance, we may push you towards different products. And that's kind of how we walk you through what we'll call the sales end of it. We'll do the site survey. 
what happens then, of course, we'll pass you along uh, through what will either be a local dealer or wherever you need to source our product. Um, from that stage onward, that's where it really gets passed on to Adrian. So the idea is you're like, hey, Adrian, like, and we know how landscape contractors are. We'd love to have a week heads up if we can, if not more, uh, to at least have some insight of when this is going down because he's a busy individual. So the idea is it's first come, first serve, but at least a week window is what we safely say. So to him come out to site, you send a great detailed email to go through everything. And then that's when Adrian comes out to site, kind of as he's mentioned earlier uh, about that. And then the idea is once that whole stage and process of the installer training from the bedding to the adhesion of lutrine through all the steps required onto the jointing, then the uh, final product, that's when we do like a final site survey where we issue out an actual certificate um, that's backed not only by us, but our parent company out of Cologne, Germany as well. And how that kind of works is if there's any issues, with the system, we will cover the time and material of the contractor to do the repairs of that. Amazing. Yeah, that's that's excellent. And uh, we spent so much time on Trustbed because it's one of my most uh, fascinating products that I've seen from you guys. But uh, I mean, jointed compounds where I first actually heard about Romex about uh, what can you explain a little bit about those choices that we have as contractors, as we kind of touched on earlier in this interview? Uh, what are these different choices? What are these different categories? Like how, what is that workflow like for us to choose the correct jointing compound for our project? It always simply just starts with the joint width and the load rating. We, we, we kind of break our jointing out to what will be pedestrian and vehicular rating. Um, so the idea is the pedestrian rating, we kind of think is a little bit easier, obviously, to get the hang of. Um, so we have two DIY buckets, as we call it. Uh, homeowners can use it. You've probably seen our videos of homeowners sending themselves in and doing it for us. There's nothing better when you get free marketing dollars that way. Uh, but the tremendous part is, is it, it's easy to use. Uh, as Adrian always says, it's a monkey with a, a gazpacho that can put it in. So kind of like myself almost, as I joke about. <laughs> but the idea is, you know what, like not every job's the same. So if it's a couple hundred square feet, like say up to almost 400 square feet, sometimes we're only recommending you pick up the bucket. Like if you're working from three mil and up, that's our Romex EcoFine. If it's five mil and up, use our Easy Bucket. They're all pressure washable. I have all of the maintenance benefits, no ants, no weeds. Uh, but the idea is the Easy Bucket as well is up to a light vehicular rating. So that's kind of like the easy idea of why we would say have the buckets or have those in our line. Um, but then when you want to get, say, a little bit bigger projects and a little bit more complicated in terms of, say, different joint widths or pedestrian rating, you're going then into like our single components or two component resins where you're mixing them one-to-one -one with the 55-pound bag of silica sand that's engineered spec bias, which gives it the ability to be completely permeable but extremely durable. Those are like the two major things that are major selling features in a broad stroke. Uh, but the idea is that's kind of where you start to go beyond that. So like kind of addressing what, as Adrian kind of said, that three mil or less, okay, you're going jointing sand now, or you're going between three to five mil, okay, you're going to play with our Romex D1 range. Or, you know, you're going to go five mil and up now, and then you're going to be into our Romex Pure, Romex Drain. Or, you know what, like, hey, I want like the heaviest, most robust vehicular rating unbound. Okay, great. We're going to push you to like our Romex Flex joint. So we have so many different, like, it, it sounds complicated, but it really is not. And that's kind of why we have that flow chart coming out, is why we consult for free to make sure you get the right product and don't waste money and time putting the wrong product in the wrong type of paper application. And hopefully, yeah, that's kind of, and hopefully in a nutshell, explaining it all for you. Yeah, absolutely. With, um, with this, do, to get that 10-year warranty, do we have to use that trust bed in combination with your jointing compounds? 
Yeah, so what we'll call like our system warranties are our five or 10 year warranties. So if you want the most robust one, you're going to the Romex system guarantee, which is the trash bed, the adhesion nutrient, and one of the jointing products. Those three together make up the 10 year system warranty. Now, say for instance, you don't want to go towards a robust buildup like that. You kind of, maybe it's budget, maybe it's just, you don't need that full application need. You can go down to our Isotec Anchor product, which is also an exciting product for us because it actually just got approved by the ICPI. Uh, to now be looked at as one of their products and suggested product applications. And what that is, is it's an anchor type that comes in about, I believe, six to nine different types. We use it in collaboration with our Romex Flex Joint to give you a five-year comprehensive system warranty buildup on it. And what it helps with is the stopping, churning, shearing forces on unbound vehicular type applications. And with the help of our German engineering team, they actually take your drawing and will tell you where to place all of these anchors. Uh, so now we're actually seeing a lot of great applications here in North America, but it's had great success in Europe and actually won the Innovation of the Year uh, Product Award at the 2014 Nuremberg Show. And it was so great, we actually brought on the whole Isotech team to work for us. Uh, so great for that. But then just below that, we have product warranties on all of our stuff. So we always are there to help back it. Um, we're not there to point fingers or leave you guys hanging with callbacks. We're always there to help address things. So call us. We're happy to make some type of solution work out if there's something that may or may not have happened uh, with it. And I'm just quickly going through. I did I hear earlier in, in the uh, episode here uh, another product about base stabilization, or uh, I I missed that. Is it Traspred jointed compounds? Is there another product that you guys offer? Well, what David was just kind of talking about, like that Isotec anchor, yeah, is kind of like a, a base stabilization technique that uh, is actually revolutionary. Like uh, he said, ICPI that's put our task that's... force for it. But um, there's not, we don't, we have stuff that stabilize grits and gravels, but it wouldn't be to stabilize a base. It would be to actually be a finished surface. Like for so AODA accessible walkways, pathways through cemeteries, parklands, stuff like that, where you're just looking to stabilize anything with grits in it, like anything aggregate with fines. Yeah. And then we also have a gravel binder that, uh, is actually just rock solid when you're binding clear aggregates as well. So wash dried aggregates, really that it's decorative. It is gorgeous. Great for exposed French drains, like accents where you need a permeable strip down the outside of a hardscape where it meets another, you know, hard upright or something like that, where water has to go through just it's, it's endless outdoor drainless showers. I, I can't, I could go on forever. So I'll stop. Yeah, no, I, I just, I heard David talking there and then it just clicked in my head. And then I was just quickly going through your website just to make sure I didn't uh, miss anything there as well. But uh, with the jointing compounds, and I'll ask you this question again, like I asked with the trash bed, uh, what are some common contractor hesitations when it comes to uh, learning about this product and then implementing it into their business? What are they, what are they hesitant about to use this for? It's first and foremost, I know you didn't directly mention it, but it's the dollar value right out the gate. Uh, it's the idea of, okay, it seems like a, a lot more, sometimes two, three times more than where, say, polymeric sands are currently. Um, but with Adrian's experience, and he's taught me a lot, I'm very thankful to have him as a partner, but like it's, just, it's that evolution of brick sand to poly sand to resin sands. It's that idea, okay, like let's educate people to think like you, you got to poly sand at some point as well. Now you're going to have to get to this resin sand and really understand the benefits of it. So for us, there's always that immediate hurdle, but it's it's the simple education of build it into your build into your jobs, sell it, tell them all the great features. And as Adrian mentioned earlier, like Cedar Springs, one of our great contractors that works with us said it best, like we feel ethically bound to tell people about this product. It's educating them there's something different out there to learn that 
there's like ants and weeds, polyhazing. Those aren't things that really should be happening necessarily. Uh, so it's educating them on this new product that's going to hopefully change all those things. And that's what we've seen with ours. But then on top of that, it's, it's, it's training them, getting away from the polymeric installs. And it's, oh, well, I have to mix it. And that's going to take time. And then we're going to have to squeegee it in. And it's like, well, of course, that's going to take time. But now you're also taking out the mechanical tamping, the blowing, all those steps out. And you're doing something like squeegeeing. And we say a thousand square feet per day uh, per person can be done. And Adrian, I don't, I don't know how many jobs he's done now. We're fortunately gaining a lot of traction. Uh, but every time he goes out to site, like it's two to three hours and the guys are done, whether it's 2000 square feet of jumbo flagstone or doing a mixture of, tech, of concrete pavers on a driveway. And they're just done in a couple hours using one of our resin products. And it's just getting them around those hurdles. Uh, so what we always suggest, and it's free, of course, is just doing a demo mock-up for free. We'll do a free unit at your yard, on site, your backyard, whatever it is, because seeing it is believing it. And that's really where we see like the wheels rolling with people where they're like, okay, now I get it. Like you, you did a great job selling theories, product sheets, great, but like seeing is believing it. And that's really where we get the most traction and turnaround in sales. And as, as a contractor, like uh, ex-contractor, one of the hardest things for me was going back and replacing sand because it's not the client's fault. I followed all these directions properly in all honesty, just straight up some of the products out there just don't, don't work. Um, so, you know, it's always cheaper to put something in once. I don't care whether it be for your reputation, whether it be for ethics, whether it be for just not having to pay material and labor again and again and again, it's like beating your head against a wall using some of these products out there as far as I was concerned. And now you put this stuff in, you can power wash it at 2,000, 2,500 PSI, and it just doesn't go anywhere. It is, it is absolutely astounding when you see it happen. Um, I still get a, you know, a pretty good charge out of it every time I show somebody it because it's, uh, it's still astounding to me, uh, really. And, you know, saying that about the power washability, uh, the sand is specced and engineered on purpose to allow water through it, but not allow environmental dusts and pollens and anything like that through it. It actually clogs on the surface on purpose, just like your shower drain is meant there to keep all the hairs and everything out of it. This is meant to keep all of those things out of the system. If it were to go into the system, then the whole system would become clogged. But with our system, just whenever that happens, it's always going to be site specific. If you have a lot of pollens and stuff like that around, obviously you might have to power wash it more often, but you don't have to power wash it without missing the joints or anything. You just hammer it with the power washer. It is unreal. Yeah. So I guess maintenance wise, it's, it's power washing it whenever you find it's getting, uh, it's not letting water as quickly through. Is that basically about it? That is basically about it. Yes. That is not even basically it. That is it. Yeah, for sure. Michael. Awesome. It's recommended twice a year, right after winter and just before winter. And uh, if you have in-laws like my Italians, uh, they can do it daily if they like. So. <laughs> Absolutely. Uh, yeah. I mean, uh, other than that, are there any other things that we haven't covered uh, in terms of these joints and compounds, in, in terms of uh, trash bed, anything that I you think I missed that uh, would be a good talking point here? Ultimately, always thinking of the temperature with our products. Um, so, of course, here in Ontario, like we, we see a mixture of temperatures. Uh, so it's the idea is always think of our products being installed at zero degrees uh, temperature and up. Uh, majority of our products can be installed in the rain from the jointing perspective. Uh, now, of course, we'll always consult on which ones can't or can't. Um, but we do have some exciting stuff too, where say if you do get in a bind and you're getting into the winter seasons, uh, we do have a jointing compound that goes up to negative 10 degrees Celsius. 
so Stefan Poirier, like he's done installs up to, I think it was almost negative nine, Adrian. He did in Ottawa. Like I, I don't remember, but I mean, I, I did it myself to test it at minus whatever, 15 or something, and it still worked. But, uh, you know, on the packaging, we're sticking at minus 10, I believe, or something like that. Yeah. Yeah. So like, ultimately, that's why we're saying we're just a solutions based company. Like we just say the biggest takeaway, hopefully from this today is just think of Romex for your next project in some capacity. And hopefully we can work together on it. That's really what we always say. So David and I both have, you know, uh, Instagram channels that you can reach out to us, ask us any questions, like I said uh, before. So I'm Romex.Adrian. They got uh, uh, Romex.Maxwell. And, uh, you know, come and ask us any questions. We're here for you guys for sure. Yeah, when when a company is kind of uh, paving the way for new innovation, new products, that's that's one hurdle. And then when you have, uh, you know, you need to get this education out into contractors. That's a whole nother hurdle that you have to go for. And obviously, this is a uh, Romex is doing both of these, and you're doing it well with uh, the visuals. The uh, I know last year in the off season, I attended like a, a seminar online, uh, learning more about Romex and that was awesome. So anytime like a company is uh, paving the way of uh, a new way of installing that uh, makes a lot of sense, makes a lot of sense for open graded base, which I'm a big fan of, permeable solutions. Uh, I, I want to learn more and more and uh, I'm happy to have you guys on the show. Where can our audience go if they want to learn more about Romex, uh, if they want to message you like you said on instagram but uh in general where can where would you want to point our audience to to get started learning about romex more i would say the, the website's probably your best point of entry um now of course like you can go into the instagram channels uh not only do we have a company account but each of our individual accounts if you want to get deeper down the wormhole for content uh, we do highly recommend beyond the fact of your own research is just directly reaching out to any of us uh, we have a numerous amount of documentation english french as well uh, where we can send out documentations from brochures, product sheets, uh, details, anything you might be looking for. Uh, of course, uh, we're very fortunate this year, we've been brought on with Unilock as a partnership as well. So they are a distributor in Ontario, but we also have our dealers locally as well. So Arnt's out in the east end of Toronto, and then we have HBS down in the Hamilton area, Geosynthetics out of Ottawa. Uh, they are great resources to reach out to as well. Um, we will be in the resource guide for Unilock too. Uh, going next to all of their papers, which is exciting news for us. But if you're working with anything else, we're always happy to consult on it, whether it be via Instagram, our emails, our direct phone numbers, the website. Just go go down the wormhole and find out more. The YouTube channel, as you mentioned, Michael, is a great resource too. Every single one of our products, I believe, now have an installation video and we're always updating them. We're currently filming some new ones as well. So just keep updated with that stuff and we're always happy to be uh, a call or email away. So. Perfect. David, Adrian, thank you so much for your time. No, thank you, Michael. Great time having you. Thank you for listening to today's podcast episode. Visit us at howtoheartscape.com for more information on this subject, as well as romex.ca to learn more about their products. And don't forget, if you need a team of accountants, bookkeepers, or even need CFO services, Cycle CPA has you covered there. Go check them out, cyclecpa.com, and you get $200 off if you mention How to Heartscape. And we'd love it if you subscribe to this podcast, left us a rating and review, or hey, just reach out to me on Instagram, How to Heartscape, I am a Heartscaper, whatever it might be. Just let me know what you want to learn more about on future episodes, what you think we should be doing more of, whatever it is, or just want to reach out and talk Heartscaping. Please let me know there, and we look forward to meeting with you next week on the how to hardscape podcast.